Craig Mazzaganini, Taylor with you until 6 o'clock tonight. Afternoon Brewers baseball here on WTMJ. We're just kind of getting started here with Wisconsin's afternoon news on a Thursday. Beautiful weather day and weather week on tap. We'll get you the details coming up in just a moment. So the judge overseeing the Georgia election interference case has severed the case. And 17 defendants, including former President Donald Trump, will not be tried alongside speedy trial defendants Kevin uh, Kenneth Chesborough and Sidney Powell on October 23rd. In fact, Trump already waived his speedy trial rights. So for more on this story and to help explain its significance, uh, we welcome in from ABC. It is Andy Field. Hello, Andy. Hey, Greg. How are you? Uh, you're doing well. Can you walk us through the significance of the judge's decision today? Uh, it's a pretty big deal. Um, it, it's basically pretty much everyone who is a defendant in this case, is getting what they wanted, uh, except Kenneth Chesbrough and Sidney Powell, who wanted to have separate trials, and they wanted a speedy trial. So they are getting their speedy trial on October 23rd, but they've got to have it together. Chesbrough uh, is accused of trying to get these false electors uh, through uh, uh, into the Capitol uh, to, to vote and overturn the election. Sidney Powell, of course, we know is one of Donald Trump's uh, former attorneys, who has made multiple false claims and has other charges against her, their trial is going to happen in, in about a month. The rest of the defendants, we don't know when the trials are going to be, but we know that they're going to be separated from those two, and there's a good chance that some of them may be separated even further, uh, which is not what the prosecutor wanted. She wanted everyone in to pile into one courtroom and say hey here's all the charges it's a rico charge and let's do this here so it's going to make her job a little bit more difficult the fulton county judge basically says look logistically there is no courtroom big enough to put all 19 defendants and their attorneys and their support staff and the deputies and the court personnel and the prosecutors and even if they moved it to you know a nearby stadium uh then they'd have security concerns so uh, that's logistically one of the big problems here. Uh, and also the time of the trial, uh, the prosecutors have already said it could take four months and have over 150 witnesses. That's just the trial to get the jurors seated. That could take several months. So none of this seems to be ready to be happening anytime soon. Andy, why was it important for the president to have this trial severed? And, and, and do you think it's going to coincide with the election? Well, definitely coincide with something. I mean, there's, there's this election goes for the next year uh, with primaries and such, and that's all based on the uh, uh, premonition that, that he will win his party's uh, nomination again, and he'll be the nominee. But he's got a bunch of other trials, too, and you know, logistically, you cannot be in two places at once. So if he's sitting in a courtroom in New York, he can't be sitting in a courtroom in Georgia. And this has become just a logistical nightmare for everyone because you've got uh, two federal cases and two local cases, one in New York, the hush money payment, and then, of course, this here. Uh, Donald Trump's advantage would be to delay all of this as long as possible. Uh, with the hope, he thinks, of winning re-election and then becoming president and telling his Justice Department to drop everything. Although he cannot tell his Justice Department to drop the charges in New York City or in in Georgia because he does not have that power if he becomes president again. So a lot of this is just delay, delay, delay. And, and for the delay crowd, they got some really good news today. 
Switching gears, Andy, Hunter Biden charged with three crimes, two counts of alleged false statements he made while purchasing a gun, one count of illegal possession of a gun while being addicted to drugs, indicted today. Two-part question, does the timing surprise you, and what's the timeline now moving forward? Excuse me. Well, the, the timing is not surprising because I think the statute of limitations on these gun charges run out next month, so the prosecutor had to do something quickly. This is a five-year-old gun charge. Uh, And what he is charged with is lying about his drug use on a gun permit application. Something, by the way, that prosecutors would have never known about it, except for the fact that Hunter Biden actually wrote about it in his autobiography. He said that he was under the influence of drugs during the years that he had gotten that gun license. He received that gun license and applied for it. That's the evidence that the prosecutor is going to go up against, and it's probably one of the reasons they made a plea deal, because it's very hard to use your own evidence written in a book uh, against yourself uh, in, a, in a court case. So uh, Hunter's lawyers came out today and said, look, you know, we had a plea deal here. You can't go back on this. Uh, and they're probably going to bring that up to the, to the, uh, the judge. Also, Hunter's attorney saying, that several federal courts have said that the laws behind this drug use charge and not being truthful on there were unconstitutional. They're going to challenge it on that. Uh, and one of the things they said is that the younger Biden, Hunter Biden, owning an, what they call, quote, an unloaded gun for 11 days was never a threat to public safety. So they're going to question all the reasons for bringing this charge and hopefully try to get it thrown out in court before it goes any further. This hasn't been good for the president. Um, This trial could coincide with the election. Is there a sense that this is something, is this part of the reason that Biden's approval ratings are so low? Um, Prosecutors have been using uh, Hunter Biden's work abroad to try to build a case against Biden. And and what's the evidence that we're seeing? Uh, Well, there, in in terms of, well, that's a whole different thing. It's not the gun charge, but it's, it's, Tax charges, it's uh, claims by the Republicans to this date unproven in any way, shape, or form other than people saying, I think he might have, We, you know, it smells bad, but there is not a single check or a dime that the Republicans have been able to prove that went from Hunter Biden's pocket into President Joe Biden's pocket. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. Doesn't mean there isn't an offshore account somewhere where it happened. But that would subject subject Joe Biden to all kinds of criminal charges if indeed that was the case. He insisted it isn't. He has already released 20 years of tax returns and financial statements, and none of it shows millions of dollars having passed from his son or even some of these shell companies into his own pocket. Yet the Republicans have now opened an impeachment inquiry based on their feeling that it probably happened, and they just need to get some facts to back up their feeling. ABC's Andy Field checking in with us. Andy, we appreciate it. We'll check in again soon. Thanks.